Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, back again with another episode for you guys. And as always, I'm so happy and so grateful that you all are here with me this week and every week. If you're new here, as I already said, my name is Whitney. I'm a professional astrologer as well as, I guess, modern mystic or spiritual person. I honestly, guys, I think we need better words for someone who's spiritual other than spiritual person or modern mystic or uh, woo-woo or I don't know. We just, I don't know what word we need, but we need something, something that sounds good, that doesn't sound too out there, but not like too not out there at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, guys, we got to come up, come up with another word. Anyway, if you're new, welcome. If you've been listening to the show for a while now, welcome back. This week on the podcast, I'm finally getting around to talking about food and spirituality and how it impacts us and can affect us. This episode has been a long time coming. If you've been listening to the show for a while, some of you may know that I've mentioned wanting to do an episode about this. So today's the day we are finally doing the damn thing. Before I get into everything that I want to talk about in this episode, I need to mention a few things, okay? I have a disclaimer that I need to put out there and a trigger warning. So let's just get that out of the way. Okay, so... (laughs) Here's my disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I am not a healthcare professional. I'm not a dietitian. I am not in any way qualified to be giving anyone nutrition advice or health advice or medical advice or anything of that sort. Please consult your doctor, a physician, someone who actually knows what they're talking about. I am only speaking from my limited human experience with things. These are all just my thoughts and my opinions and things that I have learned throughout the years. And I'm just sharing that with you. This is in no way intended to tell you what to do. In fact, none of my episodes are really here to tell you what to do. Again, everything I put out is just my own thoughts and my opinions on things. A lot of this stuff is anecdotal. So please, if you need actual medical help or attention, please consult a doctor, a physician, or someone who just, who knows what they're talking about and is actually qualified to be giving medical advice. I am not qualified to do that. So there is your disclaimer. The second thing I wanted to mention is I just want to put a quick trigger warning on this episode because it does talk about food and my ideas of how different things affect the body. Now, I just want to say that if you're in a vulnerable place or if you struggle with an eating disorder, this may be triggering for some of you. However, I will say that I hope that it isn't triggering for anyone. This episode is not meant to be about dieting or weight loss or, again, to tell anyone what to do with their body or to, again, I'm the intention is not to trigger anyone. But I understand that some of the topics and things that I talk about in this episode may be triggering to some. So if you are in a very vulnerable place right now or you just know that anything related to this topic is not for you, then that's fine. I have plenty of other episodes you can go listen to that don't talk about this stuff. But, you know, this may not be the episode that you would want to listen to. Also, just adding this in real quick because I feel like I didn't directly say it. If you are someone who's actually struggling with an eating disorder, 
please seek help. Please get help from a medical professional or a mental health care professional who knows how to treat your specific issue. Please get help. You deserve it. I just, I hope that you do get the help that you need. And I highly encourage anyone listening who is struggling with that to seek out help. And I will link some resources for people who are looking for help in the show notes. So if you are looking for that, check the show notes to get some resources that may be helpful to you. So that is my trigger warning. You all have been warned. You've all been, I've given my disclaimers. Now let's actually get into this week's episode. All right. If some of you have been listening to my show for a while, some of you may remember me telling a story about when my spiritual awakening started and how that all happened. I'm going to tell that story again. So if you've already heard this a bunch of times, I apologize. I'm going to try to keep it as brief as possible. If it's any consolation, I might add in a few more details that I normally don't add in when I tell this story on the show. So if you've heard this before, maybe it'll be a bit more interesting this time. But yeah, I'm going to be telling it again. So if you've heard this before, I apologize. If you're new, I guess you're welcome for this story. <laughs> I don't actually know what to say about that. But um, yeah, okay, let's, let's get into it. So let's go back to like 2016. Basically, a little background on me. I had struggled with my weight like my entire life. I was always sort of taught to cope with things by sort of eating my emotions when I was a kid. Like if I was sad or unhappy, people would kind of give me like M&Ms and cookies and candy and stuff like that. And then because I gained weight, I was put on a bunch of diets as a kid. And then that kind of started this whole like dieting, binging issue that went on throughout my life where I had this idea of like good foods and bad foods. And I'll probably talk a little bit more in depth later about why there is a correlation between dieting and binging and all that. Anyway, in 2016, I kind of reached a point where I think I was at like maybe my heaviest weight or one of them. And I just decided I was like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm sick of living and feeling this way. And so I unintentionally sort of started manifesting weight loss because I just said and just decided that on Monday, I'm going to start this diet. And I remember going to a family party and saying that. I said that to people. I was like, nope, I'm, I'm eating this today. Tomorrow, I'm starting this diet. I'm going to go vegan. I'm going to follow a meal plan that a nutritionist made for me. And I'm just going to do it. And so then Monday came and I had just started it. The day before, I think I had gone and went to the grocery store and got all my stuff for the week. And I just I just decided that I was going to do it. And I, I did it. And then later on, years later, I learned about manifestation and I look back on that and I'm like, wow, I was manifesting stuff back then and I had no idea. And so I just got really consistent. I started, like I said, I meal prepped every week. I was following my meal plan and my workout routine to a T. I would work out every day, either first thing in the morning or first thing when I got out of work. And before I knew it, just after a few weeks, I remember... My pants were getting looser and I had to go buy new clothes. I still have a picture somewhere and like this memory of going into, I don't know if it was Old Navy. I went to some store and I was trying on jeans and I was like a size eight 
for the first time in my life, I had never been that size. I had always been like a 14 or a 13 or something like that. And so I remember that crazy moment of like being a size eight and I was like, what the heck? And I think eventually a size six. But anyways, that none of that matters. It, it really doesn't. But it was a shock to my system because I had spent my whole life being overweight and then losing weight was just I mentally it took me a while to catch up and get used to that. It was weird not always shopping for like bigger clothes or, you know, whatever. But anyways, none of that stuff matters. I mean, I guess how it affected me mentally sort of does. But I mean, it doesn't matter what size clothes you wear is what I'm trying to say. But anyway, getting back on on track with what I was saying. So all this stuff was happening. I was working out. I was eating really, really healthily. Like I was eating vegan and eating a lot of fruits and vegetables and drinking a lot of water. And I was going to booty yoga, which booty yoga is this really intense type of yoga. Booty spelled B-U-T-I, which means the the cure or something hidden and it's this really intense type of yoga it's really hard but it's really fun and really rewarding and the place that I used to go to to do it was just a really fun environment like it kind of felt like you were in a club but instead of being in a club like drinking and dancing you were half naked doing yoga and like jumping around (laughs) and it was so much fun and I loved it so much and I miss doing it sometimes but Anyways, I was just doing all this stuff and really taking good care of my body and I felt really good. And while this was happening, I was also dealing with my parents getting a divorce, moving last minute. I just all this stress and chaos was sort of happening. And so this whole time was just a really heavy time for me. I was reevaluating a lot of things. This was also around the time that I decided that I didn't subscribe to the Christian belief system that I had been raised with anymore. This is when I started looking into other beliefs and ideologies and religions and different spiritual practices. This is when I was getting even more into astrology. Like I had already been secretly sort of into astrology for years because that started when I was about 14 or 15 or something like that. And then at this point, I was getting into like witchcraft and I had friends that were getting me into tarot and pendulums and I learned how to cleanse spaces and was just learning all that basic sort of witchy stuff that people learn when they first get into this. I started getting into crystals during this time. I was just really kind of experimenting and trying to find out who I was and what my beliefs were. And through this, I my intuition just turned on. And I really do think that knowing what I know now, that a lot of that was attributed to me living a really healthy lifestyle, which again, I it's not, I'm not saying people need to do this. It was not always enjoyable. Like I felt good, but it's a lot of work and it's not that practical or that sustainable to live that way. And I'm not sure if it's always good to always live your life that way. But anyways, it was a really transformative time for me. And basically, I think the combination of just treating my body well, taking really good care of it, and then also getting into spirituality, it just it woke up my intuition. And I always sort of knew that I was intuitive, but I don't think I ever really looked at it because of the fact that I grew up in a Christian household, it like wasn't allowed, it seemed like a bad thing, blah, blah, blah. 
And so I finally just, I don't know, I started getting into all this stuff and learning about psychics and tarot and spirituality and just things of that nature. And I started trying to meditate for the first time. I was not doing it regularly enough then. It wasn't really, how do I put it? It wasn't like something I did daily. It wasn't like something I started doing till much later, like a few years later when I started meditating every day that I started to really see and learn about how transformative meditation is. But this is kind of when a lot of seeds were getting planted for me. Like I was going to therapy, this therapist who kept telling me to meditate and to do all this stuff. And like I went through a phase when I was younger where like people would tell me to like practice gratitude or to meditate. And I would sort of like roll my eyes and be like, oh, like that stuff doesn't work. Like I just didn't believe in it. It wasn't until a few years later that I really got into it. But anyways, like like I said, a lot of seeds were being planted and just after a while of being into all this stuff. I just started having these weird synchronicities happen or synchronicities. I don't know how you want to say it. I had weird things happen. I was sensing some things. I was having really strong dreams and having like premonitions in my dreams. Some of them that came true. But this really woke me up. Like I really started to be aware of things. The house I was living at the time had a lot of antiques and a lot of basically items from people who had passed away. So there was a lot of energy connected to these items. If you didn't already know, antiques and like items from people who have passed away, it often does carry their energy. And sometimes people can be very attached to their earthly possessions even after they've passed. This is why a lot of psychics, or not even psychics, but why a lot of intuitive people or sense don't always like places like thrift stores or antique shops or there's a lot of old stuff because there's so much energy that we can feel that and it can be really overwhelming. Like I tell people all the time, I'm very sensitive to this stuff. I don't actually like thrift shopping or going to thrift stores or using secondhand items that much because the energy really bothers me. Granted, that's not to say that I never go into thrift stores or antique shops. I still do and I do occasionally buy some things, but I usually cleanse the heck out of the, those things or I pick out things that I don't feel like there's a strong grab to and also I just want to mention that if you are someone who's sensitive to this stuff you can still go into these places just make sure you're grounding yourself either before or after and also like have really good psychic protection you can carry like black tourmaline with you or a protective crystal or visualize a bubble of light around yourself anything like that will work find what works for you but practice that psychic protection and grounding and you'll be fine I do this all the time I still this is why I can still go into antique shops do I prefer to do that? No, not really, but I will. So you can still live your life and be intuitive. But anyways, I kind of got off on a little tangent there. But anyway, all of this stuff has taught me a lot. And the next couple of things that I want to share with you guys are things that I learned either from that experience or from my more recent experience getting involved with intuitive eating and trying to heal my issues around food and having a binge eating disorder and all this stuff. So let's start diving into that. I also just want to quickly mention that the reason I'm talking about all this stuff and why it's stuff that I'm dealing with now is because, yes, even though I did lose some weight and got in shape a few years ago, it wasn't sustainable and not even just sustainable because I was doing a lot of stuff but also because my foundation for doing that stuff was not good. I was not doing it out of a place from self-love. I was not coming from a place of 
having a healthy relationship with food, I really do kind of believe that like there are some people out there who do have a very non-attached, very healthy way of looking at food. And I do think that those people are able to sort of like diet and then go back to normal eating and like not have an issue with that because to them food is just food. It's like this neutral thing that's just a means to an end. And that's certainly not the case for everybody. I know it's not the case for me, but the whole reason I've had to sort of circle back to all this stuff is because, again, my foundation was just not good. So lately, what I've been working on is building that foundation. And that way, if I do choose to do things in the future, it'll be much more solid and it'll be coming from a place of good rather than, or not even, I don't even want to use the word good, but just a more healthier, better place than just doing it for other reasons. And I guess maybe that's the first point I want to make here is that if you're going to do anything differently, whether that's like you want to eat a little bit better, like adding more fruits and vegetables to your diet, and notice that I'm saying adding and not like cutting out everything that's bad and only eating kale. But if you want to add more nutrient-dense foods to your diet or add in more water or add in more exercise, whatever that is, do it from a place of self-love and do it from a place of wanting to feel better. Set an intention that is not related to your appearance or to things that are sort of fickle, like, you know, your self, not even self, I don't, how do I want to say this? Um, Things that have a, a stronger footing, like don't tie it into, oh, I want to impress this person or I want to look a certain way for this event or I want to wear this type of dress or blah, blah, blah. Like, try to stay away from those more vain reasons, I guess. I mean, at the same time, I see, this is such a tricky thing to talk about because, like, I also think, like, if you want to feel a certain way or look a certain way, do it for you. And I guess that's kind of my point, right? Like, if if you want to feel better, do things that are going to make you feel better, but make sure that it's like actually going to make you feel better because I can tell you guys speaking from personal experience that if you're just focused on losing weight to lose weight because you think it'll somehow make you more worthy, it's just simply not true. You're worthy because you are. You're not worthy because of the way you look or the way you dress or act or whatever. Those things don't Those superficial things don't define you. Your appearance does not define you. You define you. And only you can decide how worthy you are. So you can either make a choice to be that or to not. And I'm also not saying that to shame anyone, by the way. If you're, like, listening to me say this and you're, like, feeling any type of shame around, like, oh, well, I don't feel like I love myself or I don't feel worthy, that's okay. We don't even have to feel good about ourselves all the time. We're not supposed to feel good all the time. But if you can find it within you to find moments or increments of feeling good some of the time, that's really good. If you feel bad all the time, that's not good. You shouldn't feel bad all the time either, just like you shouldn't feel good all the time. It's It goes back to what I said in my one of my previous episodes about balance, you know? Try to find that balance and try to do anything. Do it for yourself. Do it because you want to feel good and this makes you feel good. And that leads me sort of into my second point, which is 
I really think that all food is energy. And I mean, everything in general, like in the universe, is energy and vibration. And I think the type of food that you put into your body is really, really important. I know for me, I feel such a difference when I eat organic food versus non-organic food. I notice a difference just walking into the grocery store. If I walk into Walmart or Hannaford's or any any type of store versus like walking into like my local natural market or a farmer's market, the energy in there is so much different. And I often find that when I go to my local farmer's market or when I go to the natural market, I feel so much better. Like I feel happier. The energy just feels great. Whereas like when I go into a regular grocery store, I feel stressed, maybe a little bit anxious. I feel overwhelmed. And I think a lot of that is, I mean, to be honest, a lot of that could be, you know, picking up the energy of all the people that go to the grocery store all the time because think about people who are usually at the grocery store. It's usually people who are like getting home from work and they're rushing to the store to get stuff to make dinner and then go home and they've just been running around all day. You know, there's a lot of different energy that kind of goes in there, but I really do think like the quality of the matters because, I mean... If you think about where your food comes from, and that's usually like if I'm assuming if you go to the grocery store or Walmart, a lot of the people that will harvest some of that food or make that food, whether it's in a factory or it's just produce, a lot of the times like the people who are helping to produce that stuff don't have the best energy. They're often stressed. They're severely underpaid. They're overworked. They are being exposed to harmful chemicals like things like Roundup that get sprayed on a lot of produce. And I just don't think that makes for any anything good, really. Like, I think that just it just creates a lot of this bad energy. And also there's a lot of food that's produced with slave labor. And that's just not good. And obviously, I want to say, too, that I realize that being able to buy high quality food is an extreme privilege. And I realize that not everyone can afford to buy like only local or only organic. And that's okay. Like we don't have to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Like I'm sitting here saying this and I don't eat only organic food or only local food. It's definitely something that I only do when I can afford to or depending on like what it is that I'm buying. Because I know for me personally, there are certain items that I like to buy organic versus non-organic. So I'm not sitting here trying to preach that like everyone needs to be organic and local, even though I do think that on some level it's a little bit better. But obviously it's it's a huge privilege. Unfortunately, the way our system is set up is that, you know, it is more expensive to buy better quality food. And that's just unfortunately how it is. But I do think you can change the energy of your food, whether that's by saying a little prayer before you eat or even just washing your produce, like if you buy non-organic produce and you just leave it and let it soak for a little bit in a mixture of like a splash of apple cider vinegar and some water and just let it sit for like 10 minutes and then rinse it off, I find that even just cleaning your produce off really well like that changes the energy of it. I think it raises the vibration of it. There's all kinds of little things you can do. If you're Reiki attuned, you probably already know that You can draw like Reiki symbols on your food or you can just hold it in your hands and cleanse it. And I think even if you're not Reiki attuned, I think it's okay to hold your food and just send good energy to it and ask it to nourish your body and just to say positive things to it. As silly as that sounds, I think that can change the energy and the vibration of the food you eat. 
even if you can't afford to buy like organic or local or whatever. And the same thing with meat. Like you guys know that I'm I've been vegan vegetarian for a long time. And I think even with meat, it's like the same thing. Like a lot of factory farmed meat that we get at the grocery store typically is the the conditions these animals are raised in are really bad. Like they'll have antibiotics pumped in them, they'll be sick, they'll have broken bones. They live in these really awful living conditions. Like they're usually very crowded in together so they can't even move. And so I don't even think that you have to be vegan or vegetarian to eat in a way that feels good energetically because some people will say like, oh, you need to stop eating meat because the the meat has bad energy. And honestly, I'm just going to say it. I think that's kind of bullshit. Even as someone who eats a vegan vegetarian diet, I do understand not everyone lives that way. And I do understand that some people eat meat and that's fine. I know a lot of other vegan vegetarian people will not agree with me. And that's also fine. I don't really care. But my whole point is like you should think about where all of your food comes from. Even if you do eat meat, I do think it's better to get local organic grass-fed beef or meat or whatever it is that you can get because I just think the energy is better. It also often tastes better and I'm not... Before any of you come at me and they're like, oh, you eat meat, I gotcha, blah, blah, blah. I do not eat meat. My boyfriend still eats meat and he always buys like or not even always he'll once in a while buy the grass-fed organic beef for himself and every time he gets it he always tells me about how much better it tastes compared to the other stuff and yes I do think it's an energetic thing but also I will admit like from a more logical grounded standpoint I also recognize that usually when people eat grass-fed beef it tastes better because it's grass-fed and it's not fed a bunch of like corn and soy product so that also affects the quality of the meat But I do think the energy is often better because, especially if you get local meat, I think the animals are often treated so much better buying local eggs. Like, a lot of the times, like, you won't see these chickens that are, like, crowded in these super tight quarters with broken bones and they can't even move. A lot of the times, like, they'll have, like, healthy free-range chickens that look really good and are able to just walk around and not be sick and, like, dying, basically. So, yeah, I think... The quality of your food is very important. Knowing where it comes from is very important. And I think it all impacts the energy of what you put into your body because if you're eating something that was made by someone who is very stressed out or just very like, I don't want to say low vibrational, but just was not in a good mood. And then you're putting that energy into your body, which you are also energy. I think that's also going to affect your energy in your auric field. I also quickly want to mention this all even pertains to fast food. I can tell you right now from personal experience that fast food workers are not always in the best mood when they are preparing your meal. So if they're making something and they're tired and cranky and they've had a long day, you might also be taking in that energy when you consume that food. That being said, if you refer back to what I said a few minutes ago, I do think there are small things you can still do to minimize that energy or to sort of try to raise vibration of the food that you're eating. So that was my second point. I think the last thing I just want to talk to you guys about is intuitive eating. As I'm sure some of you may remember, I mentioned the intuitive eating book in my reading list 2020 episode that I did a little while back because I read this book this year and it was very transformative for me and it was really interesting to read because It made me realize that intuitive eating is so much more than just eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full. 
Because that's what I always thought intuitive eating was. I'm sure that's what a lot of other people think intuitive eating is. But there's a lot more that goes into it, like satisfaction, like how satisfied do you feel when you're eating a meal? How mindful are you being? Are you paying attention to how you feel and how good your food tastes? Like does your food, does the food you're eating even taste that good? There's also things like gentle nutrition. Are you adding a lot of color to your meals or texture Are you moving your body? I think they call it like gentle movement or something in the book where they kind of encourage people just to move their body in some way. It doesn't matter what you do or how you do it, but encouraging some type of gentle movement throughout the day for like 30 minutes. And it's interesting because I'm sure some of you are thinking like, isn't this a thing that's like anti-diet culture and weight loss, but then they're giving you all these rules to follow? And I had the same thought. I was like, yeah, it is kind of weird that like it's supposed to be anti-diet and anti-rules, but then like you still have to sort of follow these principles. But I think what makes this work is that the principles in the book, they allow for freedom, like food freedom. And that's ultimately what you're getting when you get into intuitive eating is once you kind of figure out how to do it, it really does give you freedom from feeling like you're a slave to food and dieting and eating in a way that doesn't feel good to eating in a way that feels really good to your body, mind, and soul. And I really think it all sort of just ties in with that episode that I did a little while back on balance. If you can follow and incorporate all of these principles, I think that intuitive eating really does make for a more balanced life. I think it really sort of teaches you that, but it's in a much more gentle way where it's not like these hard edge rules. It's just, how do I feel right now in this moment? What do I feel like eating? Do I want to eat? Why am I eating? Am I actually enjoying the food that I'm eating and all this stuff? And it's been really interesting because it gets you to be more of like what they call in the book, like a food anthropologist, I think is what they said, or like a scientist where you're kind of just experimenting and learning about yourself and trying to figure out like, okay, like what do I like? When do I want it? How do I want it? How much do I want? Like, in there's just all this stuff, and I just think it's really helpful. It also talks a lot about how dieting actually causes binging, and it talks about diet culture and letting go of diet culture. And I just, I love it because it's also, you know, a lot of people think, like, oh, well, if I let go of weight loss and dieting, then like free for all, and then I'll gain all this weight. And honestly, this is one of those things that. You just really have to trust your body, and this teaches you to trust your body. Your body is very intelligent. Your body is constantly doing things to keep you alive. It has all these systems. It knows what it's doing. And so I love that this really teaches you to trust and listen to your body because here's the thing. It's not a free-for-all, and it's not this like thing where like, you know, you're going to eat all this stuff. And even if you do start this journey and you eat nothing but cookies or something for a few days... Trust me, you're you're going to get sick of it. You might right now think like, oh, there's no way I'm going to get sick of, I don't know, chocolate cake or whatever, but you will get sick of it eventually and then you're going to start to crave like vegetables and other foods and things that aren't that. And I'm speaking genuinely from experience because I have actually let myself eat a bunch of junk food and then I realized that one eating stuff like that and that quantity does not make me feel good. I don't have a lot of energy when I do that. So I, because I know it won't make me feel good, I don't do it. And then I find myself craving like vegetables and 
I don't know, things that are just a little bit healthier for me. And I know what things to add to my meals so that my meals are more satisfying and I'm not hungry a few hours later. Like I said, I experimented a lot with this. So it's been really interesting to sort of realize like what I like and what I don't like. For example, like I discovered recently that I actually don't even like Reese's peanut butter cups that much. I used to think that I loved them because it was one of my like off limits foods for so long because it was considered like a junk food. And I recently realized like I don't enjoy these that much. But you know what I do enjoy are the organic Justin's dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Those ones are so much better in my opinion. I don't know what it is, but I enjoy them a heck of a lot more than the Reese's for some reason. Like, I don't know. It's almost like I can just taste that they were like made in a factory and like, I don't know, maybe it's in my head, but I just don't think they taste that good. And also, I guess I'm just not really a big fan of milk chocolate either. Like, I'm definitely much more of a dark chocolate person. But anyway, I feel like I had way more to say about this. But yeah, it's just all about trusting your body and learning how to incorporate nutrition and not having to like count every single calorie that goes into your body and not having to burn all this time at the gym when you don't need to and just really practicing self-care and learning how to rest and... I just really recommend it for anyone out there who's really trying to heal their relationship with food and is trying to just get their mind, body, and soul back into alignment, get their body feeling right. Obviously, I'm no master at this. I'm still learning every single day. I'm still trying, but I think it's a really great resource and I will link the book in the show notes if anyone wants to go check it out. And yeah, I think that's everything I really wanted to say about intuitive eating and about food It's mostly just, I guess, the bottom line here, other than my little backstory, is that food is energy. You should pay attention to what type of food you're eating. If you're doing anything to try and feel good or improve your life in some way, do it because you love yourself and you think that this will be a good thing for you. Make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Always ask yourself why you're doing something because it really, really matters and If you have the right reasons for why you're doing stuff, it's going to make you that much more successful because it's going to motivate you more. Do things because it's good and it'll be good for you, not because other people think that it'll be good for you or that it'll make you somehow more successful or worthy because remember, you're worthy because you are and no one, there's nothing in this world that gets to define that. You get to define that. So the power's in your hands. And then also, if you feel like you need it, if you're like me and you've struggled with dieting. Well, first of all, if you have an actual eating disorder, as I've already stated, check out some of the resources I'll leave in the show notes or get help from a medical professional who's qualified to help you. I am not qualified to help you, so I'm sorry. And yeah, check out Intuitive Eating if you're looking for more balance and food freedom in your life. That's all I have for you guys this week. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget, you are so much more than your sun sign, and I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast.